Hi everyone, I'm Dan Harding, Editor-in-Chief of Power and Motor Yacht, welcoming you back to the Power and Motor Yacht Podcast, your home for the best stories in boating. I'd like to kick things off today with a quick shout out to our sponsor, Atlantis Marine Finance. When it comes to getting a loan for your new boat, there's a lot of options out there, but not all are created equal. Atlantis Marine Finances focuses solely on the boat and yacht space and understands the complexities that sometimes come with boat buying. For more information on financing your dream boat, head on over to AtlantisMarineFinance.com. Now, on to the episode. Hi, my name is Shane Scott, and this is Power and Motor Yacht Podcast. And today I am with Kevin Fitzke of Fitzke Boatworks. How are you doing today, Kevin? I'm doing great. Thanks. Yeah, thanks for making some time to talk to us. Kevin is a very interesting man, and uh, his company is is up and coming, and I, I want him to tell tell us all about it. One thing I, I I found it online, and I saw he just had a really cool classic wooden boat um, that that he was uh, displaying on there, and uh, it was just a really cool, really cool, uh, interesting boat. Something I felt like I hadn't seen before, and um, I think I believe you call it the Miss Moonshine. Uh, is is that right, Kevin? Yeah, that's correct. So why, why don't you tell us about uh about this boat, I guess, for starters. Tell us tell us what it is that, that's been put out there um, online that, that people are starting to see. Sure. So Miss Moonshine is a gentleman's racer, which is just a style of wooden boats that was basically kind of derived in the uh, mid to late 1920s. And it, it kind of stemmed from the Gold Cup race boats, which was kind of like the NASCAR of the wooden boat world back then. And um, the gentleman's racer style is just basically the idea with that boat is, um, you know, it's, it's definitely a race kind of, you know, low and long kind of boat that's designed to race on the weekends, but it also has accommodations and kind of like leg room and, and whatnot for being able to use it during the week, like a regular boat. And so, um, with that idea of, you know, it's a recreational boat, but looks like a race boat is the approach that I took with Miss Moonshine. And what I just absolutely love about, um, really that style of a boat is it just has, you know, a sports car kind of look to it. It's, it's, you know, it's fast, it's sleek. Um, there's a lot of technology in it, um, attention to detail. And, um, some of the famous gentlemen's racers of the twenties and thirties is where I just drew a lot of inspiration from, on um, the design. And, some of those kind of popular boats, I guess, would, would be a boat called Baby Bootlegger, which was um, originally designed by George Crouch. And uh, there's another boat called Scotty, which is a John Hacker design. Another boat called Ethel Ruth 4, which is also another John Hacker boat. But um, these three boats in particular all have what's called a torpedo shape to them, which, like the name torpedo, it's just got a um, kind of a pointed end on on both the bow and the stern of the boat. But then instead of having kind of your classic shear line that you know pretty much every boat has, it's a rounded shear line. So it that's kind of where the term torpedo comes into play. And I kind of took it one step further in, I tapered everything. So it's kind of a combination shape of a torpedo kind of meets a bullet. And, um, you know, to me, it just has a really nice um, kind of fast looking 
stance to it, even though like it's just sitting there in the water. Um, kind of thinking, you know, kind of how certain cars, like sports cars or supercars, just look fast when they're parked. And so, I took that idea and that concept and basically made a a brand new version of something that perhaps just looks old. And so. My, the whole point of, you know, and somebody that has, you know, has just never seen this boat before or maybe doesn't have, you know, a lot of knowledge with wood boats just looks at it and assumes that it's just an old boat from, you know, the 20s or 30s or just however old. But you, you know, you dive into it a little deeper and knowing that the boat is made with modern technology of adhesives varnishes paints construction techniques uh even down to you know electronic distributors and uh you know wiring and uh just really kind of making it that turnkey approach to it but yet you close up those engine hatches and like i say it just looks like something that is old you know so that's kind of the whole basis of where this boat in particular came from but then also just kind of the philosophy of what I'm trying to do with my company. As you mentioned, I am an up and coming or just kind of a newer company. Um, I am a one man show. So it's just, you know, I'm going to have to wear a lot of hats around here, but that's something I enjoy. You know, I'm, I guess, considered a boutique kind of company in that, you know, I do low volume or, you know, just a couple boats type of quantities during the during the year whether it be uh restoration work or you know building new boats and so um it's just a lot of attention to making sure things are done correctly and then also gives me the opportunity to you know try out designs or techniques where um you know if it works sweet if not all right we'll just try it over and do something different kind of a thing um uh, you know what's so interesting uh, about Kevin's uh, setup with with his you know his his company where he does his work is you know I, I've seen what it looks like and it, it almost looks like a kind of kind of to to add to the the uh, the flavor here of the of the 1920s 1930s it looks like an old hangar <laughs> that you're that you're working out of can you talk about what the process is like for you you know you know why are you a one man show um, you know what what made you want to be I don't know what made you want to be a one man show working you know working the way that you do it it looks it looks awfully tight in there it looks like a really interesting spot. It looks like it itself has it, it, got some years to it. Can you can you kind of share a little bit more about it? Yeah, so my shop is in a little town called Winstead, and um, it's in Minnesota. It's about an hour or so straight west of our capital, Minneapolis and St. Paul, or the Twin Cities. And my shop actually used to be an old farm, and the actual building I'm in is called a Quonset building, which was just really popular kind of style of buildings back in forties, fifties, sixties, that kind of era. And so it's just kind of a simpler way to build a shed more or less. And then, um, you know, you can make them as long as you want and, and they have kind of that art or, you know, a half moon kind of shape, um, archway to it instead of, you know, a straight wall with, a you know, gable style roof type of thing. So, yeah, it is kind of ironic that the shape of my shop resembles the torpedo shape of my Miss Moonshine boat, but you know that wasn't deliberately done or thought about, just kind of a coincidence kind of a thing. But um, to circle back on, you know, why I'm 
enjoy just kind of being a one-man shop is, um, you know, I, I take a lot of pride in learning different trades of, you know, design work to various types of woodworking, metalworking, metal finishing, woodwork finishing. Um, and it's just something I, you know, I, 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 if something piques an interest, uh, um, whether it's a process or a material or, um, you know, construction technique or just another discipline of, you know, hands-on type of thing, I kind of just go all in on trying to research that particular item, um, practice on how to do it, you know. So, for instance, like, you know, woodworking is my background, but, you know, I've over the years, I've gotten into a lot of metalworking and coach work. And so, you know, either teaching myself or um, taking some online classes or just getting my hands on on any type of books or videos of how to, you know, metal shape or TIG weld or, you know, do various metal forming type things is, you know, I just find an interest in that. Um, and I think it all just kind of ties in with the overall picture of, you know, the boat and the shop and, and what I'm trying to do. And I mean, I think it works out in a way where, you know, I can literally touch and handle and, and build every square inch of the boat and not have to rely on other people's schedules or, you know, perhaps somebody, um, you know, has, you know, just can't help me out at the time frame or uh, maybe a skill level type thing. And so it's just kind of nice to be able to just go ahead and do it and complete those tasks or learn how to do those various um, applications and really have a well-rounded approach to it. Mm -hmm. um, I think, uh, you know, just to take you back there, when, when you're, you're describing the Miss Moonshine to us, you know, it sounds like you've, you've got a lot of, a lot of research or understanding under your belt, you know, on, on, on boats of the, of that time period of the 1920s, 1930s. And I know that you've, you've have, quite an interest in, in that era of time, I, I think uh, would be nice to ask is, well, why, you know, why the 1920s, why the 1930s, what, what even piqued your interest in that era? And, and, you know, where did that start for you? There was nothing really that I can recall from growing up that was like, oh man, the 1920s are it, you know, because of this, you know, situation or this experience. It was just kind of something that I just sort of naturally liked or I had started to see certain designs or fashion or, you know, um, automotive or transportation type things that I was just like, man, that looks pretty cool. What is that all about? And I just started to slowly research and, and learn about that era. And um, I guess what, to answer your question, you know, what I find the most interesting about that era of the 20s and 30s is you know, there's just a ton of innovation that happened back then. Um, you know, there's the classic, you know, roaring 20s of, you know, just businesses going crazy with developing new products and techniques and um, trying new materials and really pushing the envelope of what can be done both from a construction, a design, a consumer standpoint. Um, and I think another big aspect that I like is, you know, the people were just super hardworking people, you know, the, that term, you know, they put in the elbow grease, you know, it's people worked, you know, not saying you have to work super long hours to feel like you're productive, but 
I feel like a lot of the people just worked long hours because that's just what they love to do. And, and it was just that hardworking mentality behind something. And I think on top of that as well is the designs from that era, whether it's, you know, transportation designs, architectural designs, uh, fashion designs, um, there's just a timeless quality to it. And, you know, some of it, I can't explain what makes something timeless, but you just look at it and it just looks timeless. And I think there's something interesting about that approach and about that quality that, you know, it just works, you know, and, and with today's um, approach, you know, with all the crazy materials and, and and designs that we have today, you can certainly incorporate some of those timeless looks and it just um, accents or, you know, goes hand in hand with trying something modern or, or juxtaposing it with something modern today, you know. So they just said overall, I think the big picture of it is, is just the timeless aspect of it all, you know. Yeah. Uh, so, so what translated that, you know, that, that, uh, admiration into, I want to make boats from that era. Like what, how did that sure. click for you? I think what, what really drives my attention a lot to that era, um, specifically in kind of the transportation world, whether it's cars, boats, and airplanes is the real streamlined look to all of those things. You know, back then they were experimenting with, um, streamlining certain things from, you know, land speed record motorcycles to land speed record cars, um, you know, simple, just even racing cars and, and certainly the airplanes and, you know, that whole kind of aerodynamic approach to design. And I, I just, I just find something so fascinating with that, and, you know, kind of going back to, it just looks like it, you know, if it's, if the, object is just sitting there just looks like it's fast or it's going fast and and so i wanted that type of a streamlined aesthetic to my miss moonshine boat and um some of those boats i'd mentioned prior uh, previously you know those all have that kind of aesthetic to the real low long rounded corner type you know deck meets the uh, top sides is all just a nice curved shape and then like i say taking a little step further and just tapering everything. So you get a real sleek, you know, in my mind, kind of a, there's a streamlined uh, look to it. And then kind of one thing too, with the boat that I wanted to, you know, it, it tips the hat to, you know, the gentleman style racer, but also I think uh, one thing that I really enjoy about the twenties and thirties um, from a car standpoint are just some of the old school pre-war uh, Grand Prix cars, so the Alfa Romeos, Bugattis, Auto Unions, um, you know, that style of a car, you know, where the front end, you know, you're sitting behind the engine, but it's just got a real long front end, open wheels, the cockpit itself just kind of feels open, you know, you got a huge oversized steering wheel, and, you know, those guys just, they just went at it, you know, they went all out, um, both pushing the the car itself on the racetrack, but also just pushing the designs, you know, Harry Miller with his engines and um, his car designs, you know, just, just, I, I just love that aesthetic. And so I, I incorporated that same approach to the cockpit of Miss Moonshine, um, both from kind of how you sit in the car, or I'm sorry, how you sit in the boat is resembling how you sit in some of those old Grand Prix cars, 
um, my dashboard layout, the oversized steering wheel, and um, so it just it just all kind of falls in line with that streamlined kind of approach. And uh, man, I just I just think there's there's the art side of that that is just fascinating. Yeah, I totally get that. When I saw the renderings, uh, that's exactly what I thought. I, this looks like a the inside of an old sports car, or an old an old race car. So it's kind of cool how you you brought that into the water. Um, yeah, I think I think. You know, just to understand it, what's the process been like? You know, you know, making this, uh, making Miss Moonshine, you know, by yourself. Um, what, you know, what's I guess to get a little technical for for listeners, what what's the process been like building that? Sure. So, I guess to back up a little bit on how I got to the design, um, it's been an absolute dream of mine to be able to design a boat from the technical side of it you know it's one thing to just draw boats on paper and try to make them look cool but you know how do you make it so it actually is going to work both from a construction standpoint a mathematical standpoint and back when I was in high school I wanted to go to naval architecture school and so I toured a bunch of um, schools and but after learning more about the kind of you know, what do you do as a naval architect? You know, a lot of these people were designing just commercial vessels, you know, everything from tugboats to ocean liners, to, you know, big work boat kind of things. And then like, I just didn't really have any interest in those types of vessels. You know, I just wanted to design wood boats and then sailboats and that type of thing. And so I kind of put the whole naval architecture school on hold and um, fast forward a bunch of years to basically kind of when COVID hit, I got into contact with a gentleman named Michel Barrier, and um, he's kind of semi-retired now, but um, he was a naval designer for a really famous boat company uh, designing exclusively wood boats. And so kind of long story short, he was willing to teach me um naval architecture and and designing specifically wood boats and with the whole covid thing going on it was great because we had you know plenty of time to you know sit down two or three days a week and we did everything on zoom and and so part of that whole um i guess apprenticeship with him um over the it's been two and a half years now i've been um uh, learning from Michelle and apprenticing under him, you know, the first part was just learning um, the specific CAD software and, you know, just how do you draw things on the computer, not necessarily boat related, but just shapes and and different surface modeling type things. And then how do you take that into a solids construction modeling standpoint and and kind of make it into a, you know, engineering type of a of a working part or design and then we transitioned into the boat stuff and a lot of the design of boats is really no different than how they designed the boats back basically before computers were done you know from your traditional lofting and drawing things out with you know french curves and rulers and stuff but you know you're basically using the computer to do all that but the process is really no different um the advantage the computers you can cite down these lines you know water lines and buttock lines and basically fare in the boat and correct and solve really all the construction parts of the boat before you even start building the boat and so it's really fascinating and uh, you know as much of a dream come true to 
physically learn how to design these boats from a technical standpoint and a mathematical standpoint. And so I took all the information that I had learned from Michelle and, you know, I just wanted to challenge myself on not only a boat design, but also a boat to, to build. And, and so that's kind of where this whole um, torpedo shaped kind of boat stemmed in um, to, to basically check both of those boxes off. And, and so the process that basically happens is I take my CAD drawings and I can break those down into uh, templates and cut files and basically make jigs and um, CNC router type files and start cutting parts that way. So with the moonshine boat being that it's a torpedo shape, um, you know, all the frames are basically, they're all curved. And so I have to laminate a bunch of thin strips of wood together to create that that curved shape for each um, frame. So basically the top side frame meets the, the deck frame and it's just, a, you know, a, a half moon or a, an arc type shape to it. And so what's really nice is I can take my CAD drawing knowing that all those lines are fair and the way I, I want them and I can just basically extract you know that negative shape which is becomes my bending jig and then knowing how thick each frame has to be I can just laminate those little basically veneers of wood over that bending jig and then I can also extract a flat pattern off of that CAD software to then use my uh, pin router to cut the final shape out so I know that curve is the perfect curve based off of my my part that I drew on the computer and what's really neat about that computer system is I can extract the bevel line so in wooden boats you have to bevel all the all the frames in order to make it so the planking goes on you know nice and fair and you don't have gaps between the frame and the inner inside of the planks and kind of helps you know, give you that really nice shape to it. So knowing what those bevels are from the computer is is awesome because I can just transfer that from my template and there's really kind of no guesswork when it comes to making each frame. Um, I also have what's called a, a Shaper, which is made, um, it's, it's called Origin by a company called Shaper, which is a handheld CNC machine. And this is a crazy tool that um, we, I basically use it just like how you use a full-size CNC machine, but I can individualize each of my parts on, you know, solid pieces of wood. So um, I can cut all my bottom frames, various um, gussets and uh, floor timbers with this handheld CNC, uh, CNC machine. And it, it really expedites the process and also just guarantees that each of those parts is this, you know, the correct size and shape that you need it to be just because you're just extracting those um, sh uh, shapes and geometry from the CAD software. And so it really makes a, a super accurate, um, you know, really um, fast way of building um, this boat and and then you just you like I mentioned before you're kind of solving a lot of the construction issues or fairing issues on the computer before you even build the boat so when you're going to build it you're just kind of assembling you know a kit or a bunch of parts really because you know it all goes together the way it's supposed to be okay. and so the process that I use 
for constructing the whole boat is called cold molding, which is basically using epoxy uh, resin to not only glue, for instance, like I mentioned, all those little laminates together, little veneers to create a laminated frame, uh, but also you encapsulate all the sides of each of those uh, wood members. And so what you're doing is you're controlling the amount of moisture that is you know in the wood itself but then also you're controlling you know no more or basically not allowing any more moisture to enter that wood so you just create a really stable wood that is just going to last really forever um yeah i mean at least a heck of a lot longer than the traditional old school way of building boats um just because you're you're really really controlling how the water is or the moisture in the air is you know entering or not entering that wood and it keeps keeps the wood dimensionally stable um and it's just a really sound way of of building a wood boat so you know today's construction technique of that cold molding is i mean I don't know, 10 times way better than what, you know, they were doing back in the 20s and 30s and, and whatnot. Um, I would argue that, you know, a wood boat is probably as much maintenance as a classic fiberglass boat would be. Um, they're certainly a lot lighter, but, you know, from maintenance of the hull and, and whatnot and just kind of how the abuse of ownership, I mean, it's really the same, I guess. It, you know, they both scratch the same. They both, you know, kind of fade the same but you know being built with basically the resins that um the fiberglass boats are built with but you're substituting the wood instead of uh fiberglass cloth or or you know whatnot it's it's kind of the same you know but you get the cool factor of of having the wood boat and and whatnot you know basically that's kind of from a process standpoint it's the cold molding approach to everything and and laminating you know, thinner pieces of wood to create your, you know, your your top sides or laminating a couple pieces of wood to create the thickness of the bottom. Um, like I mentioned, the frames are all kind of laminated together. So um, it's just, you know, you can create any shape you want, but you know that after you do the, the cold molding that, you know, that shape of that frame or that bottom or the decks, I mean, once it's on there, it's, it's on there, it's not moving, um, which is what you want. So... Yeah, I think I think it's interesting to me, and I know is part of the process too, right? Is that is uh, even when it comes down to the name of the boat, you know? I mean that that's something that's part of your process. And you you what's interesting to me is it seems like you had the name in mind. Uh, I don't know if it was before you built it, but at least with during the process, because I know you're still right in the process of of finishing it. Tell us how did you can come up with that name? Moonshine's a very interesting choice. Yeah, so. I thought of the name when I was designing the boat, um, kind of back in my sketching process of it all. And, um, you know, obviously during the 20s and 30s, you know, moonshine and, and whatnot, and the whole bootlegging era was definitely, you know, the, the thing of that time. And the thing that I liked about, you know, just the word moonshine and, and using the word Miss Moonshine is it just kind of has a nice sound to it. But more importantly, um, you know, I, I kind of took the thought of the liquor moonshine that, you know, you can have a lot of fun with it, but you got to be really careful because it'll literally knock you on the floor. And so with this boat, Miss Moonshine is, you know, you can have a lot of fun with this boat, but you got to be careful because, you know, it it's, it's fast, it's, it's loud, it's, um, you know, it can definitely throw you out of the boat or hurt you pretty quick if, if you're not careful. So it's kind of a, 
just a little tip of the hat of, you know, making sure that, you know, people aren't being reckless with it, but also just having fun with it. So that's how I sort of tied both the era of the style of the boat to the, you know, just kind of the, the approach of, you know, the thought behind, you know, making sure it's something that, you know, means something and, and, um, you know, also kind of helps you just make sure you're not going to do anything stupid with it. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. You sound like you've got some experience on that. And, um, as far as it it goes with, you know, the, the performance you're talking about, it's got some speed to it. What, What is the performance that you're expecting on, uh, on the moonshine? Yeah. So, you know, on paper, you know, if you do the math on, on just kind of the overall speed of it, you know, I think this is going to be a 60 mile an hour boat. Um, you could certainly mess with the different prop designs, um, obviously higher horsepower type of thing to increase that speed. But the reality is, is, you know, even going 50 miles an hour on the water and something like this feels like you're doing a hundred, you know, it's, it's plenty fast. And, you know, it's the whole, the whole idea with the speed part is, I mean, yeah, you want to be able to, you know, punch it and have fun with it, but you know, you don't need to be doing 60, 70 miles an hour across the lake all day long. You might do one quick run across the lake, but then the rest of the time you're just kind of cruising, you know? And so the thought behind the speed was, you know, it's definitely not going to break any speed records, but you know, I wanted to capture more of that sensation and that experience of just being on the water and you, you know, you go out there to just kind of de-stress or, you know, the emotion of just being able to go across the lake and not have to worry about anything, or you just listen into the sound of the motor and the water, you know, splashing by, you know, kind of just more of the romance side of it, not just trying to, you know, break a speed record on how fast you can go up and down the river or across the lake type of a thing. So, you know, it's definitely going to be fast enough, but I think more importantly as well as it's uh, the math on it also allows it to be safe. Um, there's different math, you know, and then design wise on how you design the keel to the relation of the chine and the widths of everything to just make sure that that boat is going to, you know, perform the way you want it to perform, but, you know, be safe at that performance. And, um, and then also just balancing the boat out, uh, from a center of gravity and, and then also from a center of buoyancy standpoint. So, you know, when you're going fast or you want to push it to go even faster, that boat is going to be stable and not porpoise on you or start bouncing around and, you know, basically becoming unstable type of a thing. So, right. That's you know, important too. Yeah. When are you expecting this boat to be finished and, and when are you going to debut it? Yeah. So right now I've got all the frames built and the stringers. So, about the middle of January, I my my plan is to start assembling all these parts on the strong back and really start making it look like a boat, which is you know super exciting. Um, but I will be debuting the boat at the um, Antique and Classic Boat Society's International Wooden Boat Show in September of this year, which is up in Gull Lake, Minnesota. And so, if you're not familiar with the international boat show. It's kind of like the Super Bowl of the wooden boat world. Um, you know, it's a place to debut, you know, really cool boats. People fly in from, I mean, literally all over the world, especially all over the country. And, you know, people just 
it is just a great time to to really see some of the really cool unique boats you know there's some people that you know if if they got a super rare boat this is where they bring it out and you know showcase it to the world and and so it's really fun time to you know just see super unique and interesting boats and so um miss moonshine will be at this show this year to you know make its debut so i'm really really looking forward to that yeah it sounds exciting i'm, I'm sure uh we will be too so you know what are other plans or other models you might have in mind coming up after miss moonshine my plan with you know with after moonshine is is to to design maybe a couple different styles of boats so the next boat that i'm kind of toying around with some sketches right now with is kind of a a launch or kind of a slow cruising uh, runabout that is designed to really experience or take on the experience of, you know, just being with your friends and family um, out on the water, just kind of cruising around. Um, and so with that style of a boat, you know, the, the, the focus on it is just kind of the, the comfort and the cruising standpoint, not necessarily trying to go fast or have a big engine in it and, and whatnot. So, um, you know, comfortable seating, nice layout of being able to interact with people, but also just having a really kind of a streamlined look to the boat as well. You know, so you get that style factor and kind of the art factor of it. Um, I think it also could introduce the options of electric powered and also gasoline powered and just kind of help kind of create some options for for you know various power plants with that you know i've got some other ideas for some different styles of gentlemen's racers and possibly you know a, a different runabout but basically the kind of the future is to have you know a couple runabout designs and a couple different racer style boats and you know just build those you know kind of a built to order uh low volume type of a thing and take it from there all these models that you have in mind that you're envisioning are they all going to be from that same era will there be any other inspiration involved um i my initial thought with this runabout design is it's kind of got a tip of the hat to the 20s and 30s but also has a little more of a modern play on on styling um you know so it, it it's kind of you know, in my opinion, kind of the best of both worlds. You know, you got a little more streamlined, you know, approach to the old school look, but also, you know, kind of a defined space and, you know, harder edged lines of perhaps a modern style boat. Um, and so kind of playing with both of those aesthetics to get that um, geometry and, and that design down to, you know, you know, have, have it look correctly, but have the proportions be correct as as well. And so... I would say, you know, what I have in my head is probably going to look more modern compared to, especially Miss Moonshine. But I think when you kind of look at it more in depth, you'll definitely see some of the, you know, tips of the hat to old school, you know, pre-war design. Yeah, very interesting. I think it's it's very unique that you keep that feel. And I'm sure a lot of, uh, a lot of readers, when they see what these renderings look like, they're going to be really interested in it too. How many of these boats are you planning to build a year? How many models? Yeah, so... Actually, the nice thing about using, you know, my CAD software and like I mentioned before, developing all those bending jigs and templates and being able to extract various parts of these pieces from the computer software and then using my 
handheld CNC machines, it, it really does expedite the build process of these boats. And so I could comfortably build two moonshine boats a year. And, um, you know, and then once I get my runabout design, you know, maybe it's one moonshine and one runabout or two runabouts. But, you know, my goal, no matter what model boat it is, is to build two boats, possibly three boats a year. Um, and, you know, that way I can just really focus on making sure that the boat is done the best you know possible way that i can i can build it but also kind of open the doors to customizing various parts of it you know so you know i i color match my own wood stains and you know working on various upholstery pieces for the interiors you know maybe there's some exotic wood that we want to use for the dashboards or various parts of the interior so kind of take you know much like when you buy a you know a nice car is you know you're buying the car for the car but then you're kind of specking it out you want leather seats do you want you know a black paint color or do you want carbon fiber on this area or different motor or whatever else you can kind of all the cart you know a thing to something that's even more unique um and i just feel like only building two to three boats a year i can just really dedicate all the time needed to you know fill both you know both of those boats or possibly three boats a year great and then i guess just in conclusion do you have like what you feel like maybe is your ultimate goal as a builder i think my ultimate goal is just to have my own product line of boats um you know i don't have a specific number of model boats but just to you know, have a couple different boats that, you know, that's just all I do is I just build these particular models that I've designed for, for, you know, various people. And then, you know, I can just literally put my name on everything and just really have my own product line, um, you know, just kind of like how, you know, any other manufacturer out there that, you know, we all enjoy buying products from, you know, you, you go to Ferrari and they've got their different lineup, but that's just all they do is their own design or you go to Rolls Royce or, or Lamborghini or, you know, even Bugatti. And, you know, you go to those guys or those companies just for their aesthetics and their approach, but you know, that's, they just have their own unique style and product line of, of products that they do. And so, that's my ultimate goal for for my company of what I'm trying to do is is just have a couple different options for for somebody to choose from but you know that's all I do and you know and then if somebody has an idea of something well you know I can certainly certainly take that design and kind of put my own spin on it and you know maybe have something that's a custom piece for somebody uh, as well so I, I think it just kind of gives the option for somebody, you know, that's interested in, you know, my style and approach to, to what I'm doing with these boat designs. Well put. Well, it sounds, it all sounds very interesting, Kevin. And, and we're, we're definitely looking forward to seeing the finished product where with Miss Moonshine and, and uh, hopefully we'll be able to be there <clears throat> at the event in September and, and get to see you, uh, get to see you put it on display. So I just want to thank you for your time today and, and um, you know, for telling us about what you're doing. I'm sure yeah, I'm sure there's a lot more exciting models to come. So please, uh, please keep us updated on how it, on how everything is going, and and uh, hope to see the finished product soon. Sounds great. Thank you so much. All right, Kevin. Thank you for your time today. You're welcome. Thanks.